Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And welcome to Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore. Tony Jones is here. Tony, what's up, buddy? What's going on? How are you? Uh, no, I, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm better than the Utah Jazz, although we're both at home right now. Wow. You just I mean, look, man, the they top rope early like that. Well, why not? That That's one of the most crushing choke jobs I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, just is it, unbelievable is it a choke, choke job. job. Was it a yeah, choke, you, choke job? Yes. They choked. Okay. How big was the lead, Tony? 20, it was what? 25. Yeah, that's a choke job. In a playoff game. In a game yeah. six. That's probably, I mean, I mean, that could probably be considered a a minor choke job, maybe a major one. Kawhi Leonard wasn't out there. Kawhi Leonard Come on, was man. not there. Come on, man. Mike Conley couldn't move. You got cooked by Terrence Mann. What are we Terrence doing? Terrence Mann is good. He's fine. It's no, not, that's wasn't. not Kawhi Leonard, man. The guy wasn't playing. True. In the playoffs. He wasn't getting run. Now, listen, here's the thing. You got to pick your poison. You can't get cooked by Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson. I will say this. Reggie Jackson cooked them the whole series long. Terrence Mann really cooked them for one game. Essentially, what happened there... And Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the Clippers counter to the Jazz scheme of every single possession has to go through Rudy Gobert. If you want to score, you're going to have to deal with Rudy. So the, the Clippers counter that by spreading the floor. Why didn't the Jazz counter at all to the Clippers going five out? How are you going to counter? They don't have the personnel That's the to counter. They don't have the personnel. Yeah. So Rudy's been getting getting roasted. That's the thing. Everybody keeps saying, how do you counter? How do you counter? Counter with what? There's no personnel to counter. Here's the thing. I think Rudy's problem with the five-out offense that the Clippers ran wasn't defensive because I thought that he largely did his job um, and I thought that he was let down by his teammates. Rudy's problem with the five-out that the, the Clippers ran was offensive. He didn't punish it. So that's that's the problem. And I'm I'm gonna tell you the contrast. The contrast is now that the Clippers are in a series with the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton is gonna just go to town against that small lineup offensively. And it's it's going to make the Clippers a lot more traditional in this series because if they try to defend DeAndre Ayton with Nick Batum and and Marcus Morris Senior and, and, and all of that, um Aiton's going to just basically have 25 and 20s all series. And that's that's Rudy's shortcoming. I didn't think his shortcoming was defensively. I thought it was the fact that offensively you could put Nick Batum or and switch and and do whatever you wanted uh defensively and, and Rudy can't, you know, catch and finish and and punish it offensively. That's where the problem was for me. I thought defensively I thought he didn't play well in game six. I thought he played well enough in the in the previous five games of the series 
that the Jazz should have won this, that the Jazz could have won the series if if Mike Conley were completely healthy. So, um, um, you know, in, in the problem defensively was that the Jazz didn't have anybody that could stay in front of anybody. So if 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 you know Rudy's guarding the short corner, then guess what? You got to stay in front long enough for Rudy to be able to be. Uh, to be able to be impactful uh, protecting the rim. But you can't have straight line blow blow bys like Reggie Jackson was getting all series, like Paul George was getting all series, uh, like Marcus Morris Sr. was getting all series. And, and, you know, and you get those straight line blow bys, then guess what? Rudy's got to come over. Then that's when you kick it out. And then all of a sudden Twitter's like, oh, it's Rudy's fault. When it's not Rudy's fault, it's the guy who can't guard the ball's fault. Well, so, it's because people only see the ball go through the basket and whoever whoever's man it was at the start of the play or whoever's closest to the play is always the guy who got cooked. You know, I mean, <laughs> how many centers get dunked on because it's their fault? Right. It doesn't work that way. And, and you're exactly right. The perimeter defense was paper thin at, when it was at full strength. Right. And now you've got two guys at the point of attack on, you know, hobbled legs. And Ingles was okay, but, you know, Boyan, I don't think was great on the perimeter. I don't think anybody was passable defensively on the perimeter outside of Royce O'Neal. And Royce. It and wasn't good, Royce, man. And, and even Royce had his moments where he, where he was rough. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you watch the tape and you see Rudy out there trying to cover, you know, 30 feet, good luck. It is what it is, man. Like, I mean, there are physical limitations to to every player. I don't know. I mean, Draymond Green doesn't doesn't make those plays because the the problem wasn't Rudy. It was everything leading up to Rudy. If Draymond Green were in Rudy's place, the result would be the yeah, absolute same. If anybody, if Ben Simmons, if any defender were in Rudy's place with the same set of circumstances, the result would have been the same because you got to have defense. Your defense in a credit in, in, a, in a in a playoff situation is only as good as your weakest as your weakest link, and in a playoff situation, the Jazz had numerous guys where you could just say, "I, I can go at that guy, I can go at that guy, I can go at that guy, I can go at that guy." Once teams go small, it really puts the Jazz into a, a, a position. It's a disadvantaged position, and it's not about Rudy. It's not about not being able to switch or anything. They're one defender short on the perimeter. If you've got Royce O'Neal out there, right? Like if you've got Royce O'Neal out there and you've got Rudy, I still think you're one guy short. If Mike Conley were healthy, it would have been mitigated mm-hmm. somewhat because Mike stays in front of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike's problem is when you get, if you're a really good mid-range guy, you can get to your spot to over him, but you know, he's going to stay in front of people. So if Mike Conley were healthy the entire series, Reggie Jackson would not have done what he did. And if Reggie Jackson doesn't do what he did in that series, the Jazz have a really good chance of winning a series because all you had to do, all you had to do if you're the Jazz was limit one of those guys, right? Like, um, and if Mike Conley were healthy, um, the Clippers couldn't have gotten away with the defense that they played on the Jazz, which is just load up on Donovan Mitchell and and 
and dare anybody else to beat them. And so, you know, if Conley were healthy, the Clippers wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, I mean, but, you know, if, if it was a fifth. <laughs> we'd, we'd all be drunk right now, Tony. You already know. That's right. And my thing is this. I think both of these things were true. I think the series is different if Mike Conley is healthy, fully healthy. And at the same time, I think the Clippers really exposed the Jazz, you know, playoff flaws, which even if the Jazz would have won that series, it would have shown up somewhere else in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I think that, again, the, the counter to Rudy is to spread them out because it's you're, you're going to put the rest of the Jazz defenders at a disadvantage. This is why Terrence Mann was wide open, because Utah makes the calculation that they would rather have Terrence Mann shooting those jumpers uncontested than giving up uncontested stuff at the rim. Now, it also happens to work out that they were scoring at the basket even when Rudy was in there. I mean, I think that the Clippers just deserve a lot of credit for their finishing. Right. They were really, really strong, right? And that happens. But but the, the main crux of this was the Utah Jazz determining that leaving Terrence Mann open was the right move. And guess what? Most NBA teams, I think, are going to live with that, Tony. I think they're going to say, if you lose to Terrence Mann, you lost to Terrence Mann. I just don't happen to accept that in an elimination game. I think you got to adjust. I agree with the overall premise of the scheme. Like, make Terrence Mann beat you, right? Or make Terrence Mann. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to make Terrence Mann beat you, but you still got to close out to the dude. You can't give him wide open practice looks. Listen, listen, well, you got to like, change things up when he's beating you. It, it, do, right? it doesn't even matter what to change things up. They gave him the looks that they gave him were practice shoot around looks. And you can't, I don't care who you are. You can't give any NBA player that those kind of looks. So even his biggest thing though is that he just doesn't really shoot a lot though, right? Like he's a hesitant shooter and that's right. part of why he's the guy you let Even he's going to be like, okay, if they're going to leave me wide open, I'm going to make some of these shots. And um, if if you have that scheme, and I agreed with the scheme, you still got to close out to him and make those shots hard. And the Jazz didn't make those shots hard. Like they just said, oh, we're just going to leave you in the corner and that's it. And, you know, he missed like one or two in the first quarter. And then somewhere in... And then somewhere in one of the timeouts, I'm sure one of the Clippers uh, coaching staff was like, yo, they're not closing out on you at all. Step back, take your time and just make the shot. And I think that that's where the scheme where I, you know, you can't give NBA guys practice shots because they're going to make those shots because they're NBA guys. So if you had said, okay, we're going to stunt the Terrence man. You know, we're going to we're going to make them put the ball on the floor. We're going to close out this and that, yada, yada, yada. The scheme probably would have worked. But just leaving them wide open in the corner with nobody around him and he has enough time to sing the national anthem before every open look. No, that's not going to work. He's going to score 39 points because he's an NBA player. You can't do that to people. You know, I, I thought the premise was was well was good. I thought the execution was was not good. And that's why that's why Terrence Mann did what he did. <laughs> So I guess uh, what happens now, man? Well, what happens now is it's going to be a short runway to the offseason because you got mm-hmm. five weeks until the draft and then you got six weeks until free agency. So this is going to go by quick. And I think the Jazz got to they got to go out and try to get Nick Batum. And I think they got to go out and try to get Mo Harkless or somebody like that. You know, they have to find two more Royce O'Neals to put on this roster at least. What are your thoughts on Mike Conley? Do you try to resign Mike Conley? I mean, I think that 
the, obviously the price matters, but I don't I don't see any reason why Mike Conley wouldn't be just as good as he was this year next year. Yeah, I think you you try to sign Mike to a two year deal somewhere in the thirty six million dollar range, thirty six to forty. You know, this roster is going to be whether Mike is back or not. This roster is going to be prohibitively expensive next year because the Jazz are going to be in a repeater tax. You know, you got to go for it, man. Like they're close enough where you got to go for it, and they're officially on the clock with Donovan Mitchell right now. Donovan's got a five-year contract. He's got an out after four years. And, you know, the way things go, if, you know, something happens and, and Donovan decides he doesn't want to come back, he can probably, you know, demand a trade after three years. So to me, I think the Jazz have, you know, three solid years of Donovan Mitchell where they don't have to worry about you know, that third contract. And then after that third year, then that's when the questions really start. So those three years, you know, if you're the Jazz, you got to you gotta take three swings at a championship because that's the level of player that Donovan Mitchell is. And if you want him for that third contract, uh, once he gets into unrestricted free agency, this team just has to be at a championship level. There's no two ways about it. So this is an important summer. Next year is an important year. They're all important years from my view if, if you're the Utah Jazz. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Any trades on the horizon that you can think of? I mean, I can't imagine the the, the core of this team changing at all. Um, but we've been surprised before. You know, if you're you're the Jazz, you just got to gotta find... I think the core is good. You have to find pieces to supplement the core. Um, and, I, and I think you have to find a way. I think if you're the Jazz, I think you have to have the off, an offseason uh, in a manner that, that finds a way to limit Joe Ingles' uh, Joe minutes in the regular season. Because right now, you want Joe Ingles right now for 16 games. You don't want him for 82 games. And... Um, if he's playing, you know, 20 minutes a night in the regular season um, and that keeps him fresh for the playoffs and where he can be, you know, regular season Joe Ingles for 30, 30 minutes a night in, in, in the postseason, then then that's a win. Because Joe Ingles was was um, uh, he was exhausted uh, in the playoffs. He had nothing left in the tank because. You know, I've, he there was so much asked of him uh, in the regular season, and I think I think that you got to get Joe to a point right now where he is um, um, where you limit his minutes in the regular season to try to keep him fresh for the playoffs. Any any prospective uh, free agents out there you think they should be kicking the tires on? Uh, they sh- uh, they should one hundred percent go after Nick Batum. I don't know how. You know, I don't know how successful it would be, but they that's the first person they should go after. You know, and they need to go after any any wing defender with a pulse. Tory Craig is is like <laughs> the guy who always pops to mind for me that they should have picked up. Milwaukee wasn't using him and he was out there. If they bring three six foot six to six foot eight 
guys who can guard on the wing um, and make you a versatile playoff team, then, you know, that that's that's a successful offseason because you have all of the shooting in the world on the roster. And between Donovan and, and, and a healthy Mike Conley, you have almost all of the playmaking in the world. Now you got to now, now you have to get deeper. You have to get more versatile and you have to get more defensive minded. Uh, because that's where the Clippers won the series, right? Like they were the, you know, they were the deeper roster. They had the personnel where Ty Luke can say, okay, we're going to make adjustments. And, you know, they had the guys that, that, you know, what made, what made their switching defense so good was that there was every, everybody that was switching was six foot eight. So, you know, everybody was like, oh, they're going small. They're going small. Well, how small are they? Because they were six foot eight and six foot nine all the way throughout the lineup. You know, that's not really small. It's, that's actually, you know, gigantic on the wings. It might have been small at one spot, which is, which is the five. But, you know, other than that, I mean, it was, they were, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty big, you know, everywhere else. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what the Jazz need to do. They need to get more versatile. Yeah. They need to get better defensively, um, and you know they need to they need to ha- they ha- they need to have more specialists on the team. Yeah, I mean, I, t- I tend to agree with that. I think I know that they like having the number of guys that they have who can handle the ball a little bit, do a little bit of stuff out there, but they just don't have defenders that they can go to when they need a stop. And I, I think that that's that's an issue, you know. Um, and it, it only raises its head in the playoffs where teams right. are able to scheme and take advantage of of the problems that that the Jazz do have. But the majority of this landing at Rudy's feet is very odd to me. Um, as somebody who does understand what NBA defense looks like, it's really odd that we're watching the same stuff and that people decide that Rudy is at fault. I mean, this is a team game. He just happens to be the last guy out there. Right, right. Well, you got anything else, Tony? I mean, it's it's been a long season. I just want to say, Jazz fans, uh, thank you for, you know, faithfully listening to the podcast all season, all year. We're going to be back at various parts of the, of the postseason, but, you know, you guys make, you know, being a journalist and, and being an NBA writer fun. And, you know, and I appreciate, uh, you know, everything, everything you guys do for me. And, and thank you for all of the conversations on Twitter. Uh, even if I've muted or blocked you, um, and in you know, I I, uh, I really appreciate it this year, and 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 thank you guys so much. I mean, if you muted or blocked them, they probably deserved it. Let's let's be honest. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for listening all year, and, and you know, Tony, you've written some fantastic stuff. I know this has been a really challenging year, not being able to be in person and be around these guys, and you know, somehow you managed to pull it off, dude. I, I guess that's why you're the uh, Utah. Mr. Utah over there. Should I ask the question that I asked offline? Sure. I don't remember what it was. Oh, you don't remember what it was? Okay. No. Utah Jazz fans, do we live in a place, or everybody who lives in Utah, <laughs> do we live in a place where Henry Hill would have been sent for witness protection had he rolled on the mafia in, in the movie Goodfellas. Look, Utah seems like a nice place. And, and I think that if, if you're going to be in witness protection, there are a lot worse places you could wind up. So, Right. Like, you know, go to Salt Lake City, get some skiing in, you know, all that stuff. I mean, Park yeah. City. Did I say Salt Lake City? Go to Park City, get some skiing in, 
go to the resorts. You know, your name is no longer Henry Hill. Your name is is what 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 would be your your uh, uh, mafia witness protection? Oh, my witness protection name is Tony Jones, actually. Oh, come on. (laughs) Are we serious? This is what we're doing. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Um, and by the way, I just want to say, so the steak dinner, uh, we did tie. So we'll just go eat some steak and we'll post some photos of it and we'll figure out yeah, who's going to pay for we it. Yeah, eat some steak and, and just post some photos for sure. We're going to make the, we're going to build the Utah Jazz for that one. Are we? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? If we turn that receipt in, it will not be reimbursed. There you go. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this season crazy that we made it to the end uh the show's gonna be back sporadically uh during the off season you know breaking news things like that uh so if there is a big trade we'll we'll pop up or if there's a you know any kind of news within the club we'll pop up with another episode at some point during the off season otherwise you know expect to see us back at the start of next year training camp opens uh i think end of september so uh you know i'd expect a regular schedule by then for tony jones i'm dave defore uh, shout out to our producer, Tanika Smothers, for uh, being with us all year and dealing with shout our crap. She that's is right. That's absolutely salt of the earth. That's right. And thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be back with another episode of Game Notes, the Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network at some point in the future. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.